the Spinners Lit Pinball Podcast. Uh, today's episode is episode 58. We're still Title to be determined. Yeah, we're still debating on the title. Und- so. Undecided. <laughs> undecided. Episode 58. Make your own title. Um, it, it's uh, the end of September. I'll just go with that. Uh, last week of September 2023. <laughs> there, happy Dan. Uh, he is. Actually. You remember the end of September? You remember the end of September? I stole an Earth, Wind, and Fire. They rock. Anyway, uh, go back to junior high days. So it's episode 58 of the Spinners Lit Pinball Podcast. I'm your host Spencer, and uh, with me are my my co-hosts with the round table, Dan. Hey, what's going on, guys? And Mark. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's going on is pinball. Um, we've got, you know, some stuff going on, man. And, um, coming up. So it's really exciting. You know, it's, it's fall. The leaves are starting first. You know what? Fall just started earlier this week and the leaves are starting to change, but it's still nice out. And we'll get some stuff done. Um, we'll start with Dan. Dan, you got some latest acquisitions. I don't remember. Did we talk about, about picking stuff up at the last show? I mean, I know we talked about weird out, right? We talked about Weird Al, and then you got rid of... I got rid uh, of Ninja Turtles, and I got yeah. uh, Galactic Tank Force. I did a swap with uh, Jason from Reno. Yeah, and nice. So far, the game's really fun. And I, I managed to make a little bit of a mess of the software, so I'm trying to figure that out. But yeah, that's actually a really good game. Uh, artistically, I don't think... I don't think anybody could touch what Franchi did. Like, I think it is a great looking machine and gameplay wise, it's a Nordman. So, you know, it's, it's really, really solid gameplay wise. And I do know that, you know, a lot of people have had trouble with, with air balls and balls flying off the targets. And, uh, you know, my game was a show game. So it, had, it had, you know, spent the weekend at, at Golden State Pinball back in May. And so I think it might've gotten a lot of its, uh, initial idiosyncrasies just kind of beaten out of it by getting played, you know, probably seven, 800 times in a weekend. But yeah, man, uh, it's my first American pinball. And the one thing that it makes me feel same thing I'm going through on my weird owl is I just hate pinball machines that are based on a PC architecture because I know just enough about computers to really fuck things up. But I don't really know enough about computers to really fix things. And I went inside and I monkeyed around. I, I did it with Weird Al and I deleted, I deleted some files and completely by accident. I still blame Multimorphic for that. Love you, Jerry. Uh, I know you're not listening. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and then on uh, on. GTF, I did the same thing yesterday. I went into the BIOS. I, I saved something when I shouldn't have saved something. And now the machine, the machine, the computer doesn't see the machine or the machine doesn't see the computer. So I'm going through some pain trying to get support from American. Not that it's necessarily American's fault. I did call. I left a message. It is the weekend. I'm realistic about these things. But when I go in and I try to register, it turns out that I have a super early machine. And I put in my serial number and the website doesn't believe that that's a real serial number. Like, I guess it's too low. So oh. I'm just like, oh my gosh, man. Like, I'm just technologically having one of these times in my life where it's just like, I can't win. Just everything I touch just goes haywire. 
So I'm just, I just need to get this thing working. I need to get this thing updated and I just need to stop messing with it. (laughs) So Dan, did you fix Weird Al? No, I still, so I did finally figure out like we had a communications uh, breakdown, um, but I did finally get it registered. So I do need to open a ticket. The thing with Weird Al is Weird Al works completely, but I deleted the graphics file that has the limited edition graphics. So it just plays the standard edition graphics. Okay. Which so that's looks not fine. Too major. It doesn't yeah. change anything in the gameplay. It's just the the title screen image and some of the backgrounds of like the menus and stuff would have the same graphics that you see on the side of the LE and mine have the SE graphics. So, oh, okay. you know, and then also I just kind of need somebody like, I just really need somebody to like, show me how to use P3. Like, I want to believe that I'm a smart man and I can, I can puzzle through these things, but like P3 is definitely, you know, there's a lot to that platform. It's not just a hey, pinball. It's like, you know, there's menus and there's sub menus and there's sub side menus and there's a menu for this and a loader for that. And I'm just like, I can see why some of the people who own P3 for a month or two go like, yeah, this isn't for me because I'm not that big of a tinkerer. Like I haven't even dared to to rip out the Al module and try to swap in heist yet because I just, I just want it to work right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. That but makes it's, sense. Been a, it's been a big hit. You know, September was a really busy month. Um, you know, I hosted league, which is always fun, you know, having 20 plus people over to experience your collection. I didn't quite trust GTF or Al enough to put them in as competition games, but you know, they were available for, for practice and, and for recreational play. And they both took a lot of plays and people really liked them. Al, I think has just really become for most, for most people, for most kids and, and a lot of like the non like hardcore tournament pinheads, Al has kind of become the thing. Like everyone sees that game and just goes, Oh my God, what is this? Nice. Go, oh yeah. That's awesome. Is, you know, this is P3. It's, it's, you know, it's the next, it's the next big thing, right? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's 10 years old. And, uh, everybody thinks it's, it's just amazing. And I have been watching, you know, I, I try not to ever like overindulge on, on content for stuff that I know that I'm going to get. But I did watch that big old uh, re-reveal stream of oh, uh, no Final kidding, Resistance, huh? and yeah, that just looks that game looks so good. It looks cool as hell, right? It, it um, does. It really. I'm does. excited about that. So, so we hosted we hosted league, and then we went to playoffs uh, in Folsom, where I didn't do especially well, and uh, but I had fun. You know, always have fun, and uh, you know, I did post the results on on the website. So it was great to see Rory win one. You know, it was it was really really exciting. He had a close call last season that he was beating himself up over it. Then we go. We go to Golden State uh, volunteer party the next day at the Flipper Room, which if you're in Northern California, I'm sure you know the Flipper Room. That place is just astonishing. And it was great of uh, board member Mark, uh, Mike Moretti, Mike Moretti to host us. And it was a it was a big party. There were a lot of people there. Uh, Spencer, man, you should have come. I wish I could have came too. Yeah, Man, Mark. I mean, I'm you would have been great, but like you know, all these guys are like Spencer people. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and Spencer's just, you know, such an, an, a personality and an instrumental part of, of the show in, in, you know, the Spencer way that like, you know, he would have, he would have really enjoyed it, but I, and his presence was, was missed, you know, we would have loved yeah. to have seen him, but um, we understand. Then we had the Lodi playoffs, which is the one that I host. Actually, I got the time frame wrong. We had Folsom playoffs. Then we had Flipper Room. Then I hosted. Then we had Lodi playoffs. And that's that's the league that I host. And, you know, Rick Rick won that, not surprisingly. And that was fantastic. This was my first time solo actually running the playoffs without uh, without any backup. And, uh, you know, it went off without a hitch, you know, really, really well. You know, congratulations to, to Rick and, and Jason and Cheddar, who did real, real well. And uh, to Chelsea, who she won B and just, you know, love it, love it or hate it. You know, if you if you have to play in the B division because you didn't make A, like the competition was was fierce and she was so excited to win that B for tro- Chelsea. That's awesome. There you are know, times for the B division when you, it, the competition is actually tougher. I, you know, I think that the the thing about B is, you know, and this isn't to to cast any aspirations, right? You know, we've gotten to the point I think where it's like, you know, if you look at our various leagues, you know, there's a group of winners, and you know, occasionally somebody will rise from the ranks and they'll make a run, and maybe they'll even win. But like for the most part, you know, you're going to see your Ted's, you're going to see your Rick's, you're going to see your Mark's. Um, and uh, and that's great. You know, we, we love you guys. We love that you're great at pinball. But like for some of our people, especially in, in, in our leagues, you know, you got a lot of people who they show up faithfully every single week and they play their games at the best of their abilities and they just don't make the cut for a and that B trophy is is super meaningful. And, you know. I've, I've, you know, I've won and was really, really excited to win. And I've won B and was really, really excited to win B. But like when somebody who hasn't ever won gets a trophy to take home from something that, you know, you spent three months doing, you know, and maybe you've done 10 times, um, you know, it's really exciting. She did like a little TikTok of it. It's, it's just hilarious. And I posted the pictures on our website if anybody wants to see them, but it was awesome because then then after that, we invited ourselves over to uh, our good friend Mike's house, Mike Garcia's house. And then we had like a six-hour pinball after party in his garage arcade. Oh, so, that's too cool. That's so much fun. There was just a ton of pinball last month. And next month, I'm going to, I'm sure we're going to talk about a little bit. There's a ton of pinball too. But so, yeah, man, it was, it was a great, it was a great pinball month uh, for, for your old boy, Dan. How about you, Mark? How was your pinball month? My pinball month was pretty good in September. Um, I pulled off a win on a Saturday, which was exciting. Uh, I still haven't got a first place for a while for Tuesday nights, but um, Ted is gone for two weeks, so I might have a chance unless Jeffrey gets back. So, um, yeah, Ted and I are always always, always going head to head towards the end. Um, but, yeah, he's out of town um, doing work with his job. So uh, I have a shot at maybe doing pretty well this Tuesday. We'll see how it goes. Um, Our Saturday was really fun because we had the, um, well, they don't call it, they don't call it flipper frenzy anymore, but it's the uh, match play where you play 16 rounds and you get to play all people. So it's kind of like a, kind of like a flip frenzy, but it's more, um, 
allowed by the uh, IFPA. So uh, that was really fun. Um, that was just a couple of weeks ago where I pulled off that win. And that helped me. I was trying to, I'm trying to get back into the second position again. I dropped to fourth. And then thanks yeah, to the you kind of yeah. took the summer off. You were traveling and yeah. And when you were showing up, you weren't as uh you weren't the mark that we normally know. Right. And school didn't help either getting adjusted to that and uh um not you know, just having those rough days and then coming to play pinball at night was a nice outlet to relieve the stress, but it didn't help with the competition. I choked a lot and just wasn't on full energy. Uh, capacity to be able to really pull it off to to do well. There were a couple of times where I couldn't even make it in the top eight um, or the, yeah, I think it was the top eight that make it into the playoffs uh, for that every Tuesday night. Um, but now I'm starting to get back up into that, that top eight. So it feels good. And uh, yeah, the main part of it is I really enjoy playing it. It's, it's always fun with the competition that's out there and there are some, really tough players to play against here in Reno. And there's a couple that were pretty much every tournament in the past, like three, four years ago, uh, this person was like on the bottom of the list. And now she's like in the top eight now. So it just goes to show you that as people play more and more and practice, they get to be really good players. And it's really nice to see these people that I think in, in the past, like, oh my gosh, um, they really have a lot to improve. And now all of a sudden they're playing out of their minds. So it's really great to see that. The other thing that's happening in Reno, and it's a first, is we are, we have just started the team competition of actually having a true pinball league. So instead of having it where you go in a tournament and you play against other people and you're playing for yourself based on your ranking you're actually playing against teams. So Ted McGinty put together this league of six teams where we have home teams or the home locations are Press Start, Jim's Place, Playfield 76, and Comet Kingdom. And we travel to those different ones having two teams play against each other. So it's pretty much just like a real league. Like it reminds me a lot of tennis uh, when I played in USTA, where you have a captain and you have to find out if people are committing to that week. And then uh, we have it all set up with software now. David Mosher has put together a whole software package now for an app that keeps track of scores, that does the point distribution, that shows stats. Uh, it's really cool. So it's kind of like our own little, own little thing that we're putting together, trying it out. Ted went to a pinball show at Northwest uh, in Seattle and talk to people about, is there anybody there that is putting together a league where you play against teams? And he got all these ideas, came back, put together this whole entire document of what we're going to do for our rules and uh, our scoring and all those kinds of things with the formats. And we came up with a really cool format. When you first play your first round, you play singles and then you play doubles and they play doubles again. And actually, I take it back. You play doubles first. Then you play singles twice in, in the second and third round. Then you play a doubles round in fourth. And then you play in the fifth round a stall ball. So you have both teams playing against each other. And the survival of the fittest, whoever is left over for the number of players, 
is the number of extra bonus points you get for that fifth round. So it's really cool. He has a couple of scoring, uh, like a bonus round. So if you can get all six players to play, we, it's really four at a minimum, but you can have six. And then those bonus games can add a couple more points to show your dedication and your accountability to being there for those meets. And so far, my team has been doing great as far as showing up. We've had six people every time. So it's been a really fun experience to have a, a actual competition against another team. Now, am I playing really well in it? Not so much because I'm the captain. <laughs> I'm the captain. So I cannot think straight when I'm captaining and choosing the machines and getting players associated and all that stuff. Um, and then when it's time, my turn to play, I just I just choke. So I'm hoping that now this week we have the players actually entering in the scores and their actual scores of the game. So it takes a little longer. But then the points are determined um, for doubles. It's who beats the other person for their score for each player on the opposing team. And then if you combine the scores and it equals greater than the scores of the other team, when you add them together, then you get another extra point for that. So you could get three points basically for winning if you totally take it over. Actually, you can get more than that. Uh, You can get one point for each person. Uh, and then you have the bonus point where if you add the scores together. So it it's kind of interesting how it all plays out. And with the software, it will now have it all set up so that it will all take care of the calculations for you. And all you have to do is just put in the scores. I love that. We got something like that similar thanks to uh, David Hosier and, and yes. the Capital League. So quick question for you. Let me rewind a little bit. So mm-hmm. your guys's teams are based on those four major locations or those are just where you play? Those are where we play, but we chose something that was geographically close to us to be the captain. So, so, so yeah. uh, your, what, what, which team is yours? So I am Playfield 76 and we're called Bank Shot. And the reason we're called that is because that was the, the game that Roger Sharp played to legalize pinball in New York. I actually love that because that gives you the aspect of like, you guys have home games and you guys have away games and there's like advantages. Like when you guys are having the home game at home team advantage, even though we all know there's no such thing as home field advantage in pinball. As soon as you try to do well on your own games, they betray you. Exactly. But like, I absolutely think that that's super cool because yeah, you guys are going to be able to, or are able to, or are currently doing like, you know, okay, well now the comic kingdom team is playing on their home turf. And so, yeah, you guys are coming in trying to, trying to claim rights. I was really trying to push something like that when we had the three different CCPL leagues and it Mm -hmm. didn't exactly work super well because, you know, we have a lot of crossover, but I was, really trying to push that it's just like oh you know each team you know each league has a champion and each champion represents and and you know stuff like that and you know oh man we can't let you know a north sat guy show us up at interleague but i think that i was i think i'm the only one who really tries to put a whole like sportscaster tilt on uh <laughs> on running my on running my department i'm always trying to send out recaps and and get people excited. Some people really appreciate it though. They, they like the, they like the immersion. Yeah. It's a lot of fun for people and it's not, it's, there's no IFPA involved because the format wouldn't work with it. Right. But it's just a lot of fun to 
have players of all different levels. And the way we do that is you're probably going to ask that question. So the way we make it even is we go by the uh, calculations in match play and we go by that to determine the level. And then we have a point system where six is the highest level player. I would be, I kind of dropped to a five, but I'm kind of between a five and six, depending on how well I do in the tournaments. Humble brag. Um, I'm sorry. Humble brag. Yeah. I, well, I don't know if that's a humble brag, but <laughs> you get the idea. I, I go back and forth, but um, we have other players that are level two or level one. And then you can go, you can't go beyond 21 points. So that way you're not having a team that is sandbagging against another team to make it unfair. So Ted really thought that through and it gives an opportunity for people who can't make it to the tournaments on Tuesday night, play some pinball on Sunday night, which is actually tonight as well. And we play over at press start. Um, the good news is uh, we have mostly subs that we're playing against. So we have a good shot at getting out of the hole of being last place right now. Um, so we, yeah, we gotta, we gotta step it up tonight and, I do too, because I keep losing my matches and then that doesn't help um, not being able to get our points for our team. Um, but it's just a great group of people to have fun playing competitively in a different mindset because it's totally different when you're playing against a team because it's like you don't want to let your partner down when you're playing doubles and and vice versa. And when you play singles, it's kind of a little more pressure when you're playing head to head. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, so far it's going really well, except, uh, we had some snap, uh, little glitches in the software here and there, you know, bugs to work out, but boy, Dave did a really good job on designing the software. It's really nice. So yeah, it sounds super cool and really, yeah. really fun. Yeah. It's really cool. I, you know, I almost, I almost don't like the whole IFPA aspect, you know, because I think that people start to take it almost a little too serious and they forget that it should be fun when they're stressing about whoppers and state rankings and stuff like that. Fortunately, I think that we've never dealt with that, the hyper competitiveness of it too much. I think that there's a fine line and like these, these kind of club leagues between wanting to win and being so obsessed with winning that it's like, uh, almost distracting exactly. yes. right yes. but at the same time that's spoken like a true loser <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah you're right about that um the other thing what, that uh, spoken yeah, like a true loser damn that's cold that's, that's <laughs> fucking cold mark <laughs> no i know exactly what you're saying um those whopper points really get to me too. Cause like when I'm playing on Tuesday night, I'm like, Oh, I could just get one more, you know, a couple more points to get past Jeffrey. And it's like, well, I'm now kind of at the point of no return where I have 20, you know, matches under my belt. So it's going to take the difference of the lowest score to bump me up. So I could pass up Jeffrey, but then that's about probably as far as I can get, unless I really wail in the last couple of weeks before we close out of our ranking for the state. And, uh, pull off a, a, you know, first place position in the, um, um, in state rankings, but well, that's I the biggest thing, right? Just have happen. enough to qualify for. Right. You, you just have to be top 16, right? And that's all you really have to worry about unless you want to have advantage picking machines, you know, when you're in the, uh, state championships, but here's the greatest thing about it. We are now dominating the top 16 in Reno. We have 11 people out of the 16 that are from Reno sparks area that are in the top 16 for Nevada state championships. So 
there's only five from Vegas. So yeah, <laughs> that's a nice bragging, right? Well, you guys, again, you guys have got a real scene up there now. Yeah, we do. You know, and that's, that's awesome that you guys have four or at least three locations, right? Four or three locations. And then there's a private spot that you guys play at, but that's correct. You know, between mm-hmm. Playfield 76 and uh, Comic Kingdom and uh, of course, Press Start, which is just, you know, again, I just think that's the most fantastic place. And I, I got to uh, give a shout out to Joe Abate. I don't know if it's Abate or Abate. I thought Joe, it was Abate. I thought it was Abate. Like, Sounds I always cool. thought it was Abate. But I'm giving him a shout out for keeping those games maintained at Playfield 76. People are a lot more happier and the and the communication between him and I are wonderful where he is fixing things on a weekly basis. So if you are listening to the show, Joe, thank you so much. You're doing an awesome job keeping those games maintained and let me know any situations that arise before we have gameplay. And, and if, and if you're actually, not listening, come yeah. on, bro. Don't be a dick. Yeah, exactly. We're your buddies. Listen exactly. to our show. Yes. We yes. need some listeners. We need some <laughs> listeners. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, that's the cool scene that's happening in Reno. Um, we still have the Saturday tournaments. And on top of that, we also have tournaments now on Sunday um, beyond just the league where we play uh, the first week of the month at Comic Kingdom that uh, Cody uh, hosts for those particular events. So, yeah, there's a lot going on in Reno and it's and we keep getting new players on a weekly basis. I don't know. We probably have increased the number of total players in Nevada by 150 just from Reno alone. So it's pretty awesome. Well, if we're shooting for a hour long show, Mark, uh, good job. You just blew that out of the water. I don't <laughs> think you breathe, to be honest. Once you start going, it's just an avalanche. Spencer, are you awake? I think Spencer left. <laughs> <laughs> I could have talked him out of it. I think I think I had my I had my mute on. I'm sorry. Okay. Like my thing on my desk or something. It doesn't. Oh, well, that was nice of you. That makes my editing way easier. So it thank does. you. Well, see, I'm, I'm thinking, well, I know with all the extra work of grading papers and stuff, you have your hands full. Yeah, uh, thanks. No, no, you know, um, I don't have anything to talk about. I mean, other than, because I've just I've had so many other irons in the fire lately, you know. Um, but we do actually have stuff to talk about because we've got upcoming shows. And we're going to be attending some of those upcoming shows and just... Uh, a few short days or weeks. Uh, I'm going to start with the one I'll be going to next week. And that's the Mile High Pinball and Arcade Showdown. And that's, uh, of course, in Denver, the Denver area. The De- it's at the Denver Marriott. It's uh, September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. So that's next weekend. Um, it's Pinball Machines, Arcade Games. Uh, they've got um, a tournament, of course, pretty well-known tournament. Um, they've got like a beer garden brew fest thing going on. I didn't make it last year due to weather, um, but the weather's looking good this year. So I'll be making it be the second time I'm going. I'm really excited about it. It's a good show. And, uh, I haven't had a chance to play Benham and I know, uh, JJ from game exchange will be there cause that's, that's his home show. So we'll be getting some time on Benham and I'll report back because I know all of us, because you guys got a show to go to as well. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But again, that's the Mile High Pinball and Arcade Showdown, 
September 29th, 30th, October 1st at the Denver Marriott. And then uh, coming up October 13th, 14th, and 15th, the longest-running pinball show west of the Mississippi, the original Pinagogo. That's in oh yeah, Dixon. I know both of you guys are going. I'm and going that, this year. Yes, I'm not going to the yep. OG. The OG man. I really yeah, wish I was OG. going to that, but I, I can't make it. But because uh, just a few days before that, um, I'll have my daughter and son-in-law here. Well, it's the visit, 13th, so. 14th, and 15th this year, right? Yeah. Yes. So a Friday the 13th in October. Yeah, cool, huh? Is when we're starting Pinagogo. I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a good sign, but uh <laughs> you know, Pinagogo is is I think it's where we all started. I think that that's just, you know, just the most honest thing to say is just like we all started off at Pinagogo. Spencer, Spencer met the group at Pinagogo. I actually got introduced to the league at Pinagogo. That's how I met Spencer. Yeah. Um you know, uh, we I met think Mark, that, Mark, uh, uh, we buy Rusty and I invited him to play in a game with us on uh, Hobbit. Hobbit. At Pinagogo? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, you know, I think Pinagogo, we, we can all trace our our Northern California pinball origins back to to Pinagogo. And while it's not in the same, you know, time slot it used to be because Golden State took that over. I think that the fall show is awesome. And uh, it's definitely more appropriate weather for the facility out there in Dixon. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> totally agree. No, and it's, know, yeah, it's the coolest, most laid back, you know, buddy show. You know, just two rooms full of pinball machines, and and your friends in this this small, this little out of the way Northern California town. It's it's dirt cheap. You know, everything goes to charity. Um, I believe that's still true, right? They still do the Boys and Girls Club. I think so. Yeah. They, yeah, they still do it for charity. Absolutely. Uh huh. Yeah, and it's just it's just straight out. You know, it's just straight out the the very definition of a community show. And there's a lot of games to play. Uh, and like you said, there's a lot of people that sell games, so you can get a really good deal. Um, and when yeah, when the, you uh, know, there's yeah, it's, there's it's a great show. A good yeah. deal or two that I miss out on at Pinagogo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah. The other thing too about Pinagogo is there's no tournaments, so you don't have to worry about wasting time if you you know, because a lot of times when you go to a show, you're like, oh man, I played in the tournament all weekend, I didn't get to see the show. This one is nice because you just can go and play pinball all day and you don't have to worry about missing out on a tournament or playing in a tournament. <laughs> so it, it's it's kind of nice. You know, you don't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff. And just like you said, kick back and they always have new games. I'm sure they're going to have plenty of Venoms. I know when I went, uh, I think it was two or three years ago, they had Godzilla and they also had the Stern Insider Connect that was just starting to be online, yeah, uh, testing think- it out. I think we were weirdly enough, just randomly. Yeah. That was, we were like the first, like the public unveiling, like they just decided to show up with it. But yeah, well, we got a uh, pinball pirate. He, uh, he does show specials and typically has a, a few of the newest. So hopefully, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get some venoms and hopefully some people will bring some of the other, some of the other spring announcements. Maybe if I can get galactic tank force sorted out, I'll, I'll bring it. 
That would be a great one for you to bring. Cause I not wouldn't hold my breath that. though. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. one of the things about yeah. Pinagogo, and I feel a little guilty saying it, because back in the day I took games to Pinagogo every single year. And now I take games to Golden State every single year. And Pinagogo is almost always for me the show that I just want to just enjoy. I just, you know, yes. I don't want no to slap games in and out. You know, it's mm-hmm. always it's always such a hassle, but you know. I'll, I'll watch the show list and if there's an opportunity, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll man up and I'll, I'll, I'll bring something cool, but yeah, I love, I love Pinagogo and it's just for me again, it's, it's close enough to home that, you know, I can, I can pop in early or I can pop in late or I can even, you know, I can even run home and then run back if I want to. But yeah, Pinagogo is, is definitely the quintessential, maybe not the ultimate Northern California show. I mean, I don't know if it ever was. We've always had uh, California Extreme and now Golden State, but it's definitely the quintessential, original OG Northern California pinball show. Yes. And the other thing, too, is they do have a lot of games. Don't they have at least 200 games? Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't try to put a number on it. They have a big room. Yeah, they have a lot though. With a I ton mean, of games. And typically the crowds are manageable. Oh, it's yeah. not the Pinagogo has never gotten so busy that you're like, oh my God, why am I here? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I've never felt like, especially uh the last few years, like Pinagogo is ever so busy that like you have to wait too darn long to get on anything. And especially if you kind of manage when you're there and when you go and you take your, your lunch and dinner break and stuff like that, that like you can probably be involved in multiplayer games on everything and not feel like, Oh my God, I just wanted to play this. How come I have to wait for an hour? Yes. Where Agreed. At, uh, and Friday night is the best night that I like to go. Cause it's, you can get on any machine and play all the newest games and have a very small line to play. In this case, it would probably be Venom. And I'm hoping they have a premium or an LE to play so we can see the difference between the two. Yeah, I played the pro at California Extreme and, you know, they had lots of premiums there, but I just I didn't want to wait. You know, yeah. there's just other other things to do, other games to play, other friends to hang out with. So I didn't make it back around, but I definitely want to see the premium. Everyone I know who's played it so far has had a pretty good opinion of it. So. Good. We have one coming to Comic Kingdom as soon as it gets delivered, which is probably going to be October, end of October. Yeah, which makes a ton of sense, right? You know, Venom, Comic Kingdom. Yes. I know that Cody loves all the comic book themes. Yes. And he got a Deadpool Pro that he just acquired and he's working on a Spider-Man. So, yeah, he's getting all comic book themed, uh, which is awesome. And I'm excited to play it, especially being able to save your progress and then be able to go back to it. That's a perfect venue to do that, right? I mean, couldn't couldn't be a better place to do that. So I'm excited. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, I know next show we'll be talking about, uh, you know, our experiences at the shows. And then uh, I know that will be the talk because none of us will really play. Well, Dan, you, you don't want to play it. You want to play a couple games on the pro. So it'd be nice to be able to sit down. One of the yeah, other I played nice, a couple games and they were over fast. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward <laughs> game, to it. And, that and, game you know, is, about it. it's um, quick as a hiccup. 
So, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, another cool thing about Pentagogo is even though we have Golden State, you'll see games that show up at Golden State that don't show up at Pentagogo and vice versa. Like, I've never, ever seen the last Pentagogo I went to was uh, the 2019. And uh, they had uh, a really, really, somebody brought a really, really nice example of class of 1812. And that's a game you hardly ever see. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't that. see that anywhere. You're you right. And you guys yeah. were glued to that game all show. Rusty and I played it <laughs> so a good. Of, we played a bunch of games on that because we had such a, it is such a goofy, silly, fun game, you know. Um, and and, it, and, that, and the example, whoever brought it, thank you for bringing that. You know, it played flawlessly. I mean, just it like butter, like a, a like a fresh new out of the box stern. It just everything worked as it should. You know, there wasn't a single bulb out. I mean, it, just, it was a nice shape. You know, the crazy thing about, I mean, I don't know if it's pinball shows everywhere or if it's just Northern California pinball shows or what, but like people will bring like crazy stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, we have the IO moon at, at golden state, right? There's like one of those, uh, A couple of years ago at Pinagogo, somebody brought a kingpin. I think a kingpin. Yeah. A kingpin. kingpin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you go to California Extreme, good luck getting within 10 feet of, of Kingpin or the Big Bang. But like, yeah. dude, you could walk up and play. I mean, we put it multiple times. Um, Jeff Claybaugh, I was playing with him. We were playing uh, King of the Losers, and he just, I think he wizard moded it. Like, he just wrecked that game. And, uh, it was just super, super awesome to go to this show. And, you know, back in the day, you know, people would bring, you know, uh, you know, Todd, you know, rest in peace would bring, you know, Cactus Canyon when Cactus Canyon was the big deal. And we have, you know, a lineup of everybody bringing their spirits. Um, yes. You know, the Northern California pinball collectors are notoriously unselfish and willing to share their collections with the masses. Yeah. Another one you see is Bride of Pinbot 2.0. I know that was at Golden State, but it sometimes shows up at Pinagogo too. Well, Golden yeah. State, it was definitely there because I'm sure it was, it was Eric's. Yep. <laughs> yep. You probably let you borrow that if you want to hang on to it for a while. He doesn't seem to ever want it at home. He doesn't like it? No. He likes it fine. He's, he's, he's not selling time. it or giving it away, but boy, if you want to borrow that game, he's like, come pick it up. <laughs> okay. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, he's had that for a long. I mean, he was a real early adopter on that, and uh, okay, yeah, it's a, it's it's a lot of fun. But it's P yeah. Rock though, so I don't trust it. Yeah, uh, PC based pinball, the work of the devil. PC based, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's the nice thing about you know everybody's local shows. They have especially ones that have been around for a while. They have a history, and like for Pentagogo, that's you know that's still our home show. You know, even though I live here now. You know, Pentagogo and Golden State are still my home shows. Um, talking about home shows and like that, we have the new boys in town. We talked about this, I think, last episode, the Vancouver Island Pinball Expo. And it's going to be, this is their very first show. And it's uh, the local uh, Vancouver Island uh, Pinball League and Pinball Club. They're putting it on. And that's um, actually, it's the same weekend as the Mile High Show. Uh, September 29th through uh, October 1st, Sunday. And that's at the Community Hall in uh, 
I don't want to screw up the name. It's 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 uh, just outside of Vancouver. It's uh, Nanaimo, N-A-N-A-I-M-O, Nanaimo, British Columbia. So if you're in the British Columbia area, man, check that show out. Support that show. Um, and they got some pretty cool-looking posters, I think. I think we got posters made in shirts. The artwork for the show is really cool. Um, and then later in October, we have... The, the real, real OG, Pinball Expo in Chicago. The that's Pinball Expo. You, and, and that's in uh, Schaumburg. What will be revealed. Yep, Schaumburg, <laughs> Illinois, 18th through the 21st of October. And uh, so that's like, like Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, it's Wednesday, actually. Wednesday, Wednesday through, through Sunday. Sunday. Okay. It's a long-running show. Yeah, It is, yeah. Well, 30, so, like 39 years, according to their website. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they've been around a long time. So, um, and it keeps getting better every year. I know they listen to the feedback and, uh, I would love to go back one of these days. It's just flights are just so expensive now to fly anywhere. So it's like, yeah, I'll just stay home in my area. Hugely expensive. Like, like, oh, ridiculously expensive. So, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good one for, uh, a show where you want to have, uh, vendors and uh, actual major pinball companies reveal their new games. I I have a feeling maybe it seems like to me Jersey Jack would be a good time to reveal their next game. And I'm really hoping, but I'm not going to hold my breath that uh, the Cactus Canyon code we get a sneak peek of it. I hope, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem promising. But maybe that would be a good time to reveal it, and then. Um, I don't know some other other reveals that we might not expect that that mystery one that looks pretty cool underneath the play field, but mis- have no idea what it's going to be. Company, not even yeah. just a mystery game, but a mystery, yeah, mystery company. company. Yeah, that's been out there doing their little viral. Who is that? Their little viral, you know, exclamation point. I don't know, man. I'm 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 worried. Watch yeah. it be deep root. They're back from the dead. Oh, John Papadou's something. back. He's coming for you, Spencer. I will beat. Yeah. I, will, I will beat wholesale no, fucking ass if that happens. <laughs> Whatever. You didn't go to now. Don't act like he slighted you personally. <laughs> um, I I don't know, man. You know, everyone's saying JJP three or JJP ten, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone's saying, you know, is it going to be Steve Ritchie's? I mean, I guess the next uh, JJP game is definitely Steve Ritchie. Uh, but is it Elton John? But I are just, they I, uh, are they done selling? I mean, are they done selling Godfather? Right? Like, yeah. You know, I feel like Godfather is actually just starting to pick up some momentum and announcing yeah. the next game, especially if it's some sort of like AAA movie franchise, might you know hurt it. But JJP's weird because like I get ads from JJP and they're still slinging Guns N' Roses. You know, they're still slinging Toy Story. They're still slinging uh, Godfather, especially because it's their current game. So they don't seem to have like this. This is what we're pushing right now. Nothing else exists. So maybe they will be comfortable revealing that next game already. I mean, Godfather was was it last expo or was it Texas? Boy, let me think. Uh when was Godfather revealed? Has Godfather been out for a year? Is that how fast time I, flies? Was I? Am I mistaken? I thought it was uh, Midwest Gaming Classic. Oh, maybe. I don't know because it was really, really, really new when it got to Golden State. Yeah, like it had just been out like a short time. 
That's true. Yeah. So yeah, it probably wasn't Expo. So I mean, it feels it just it feels a little early for a New Jersey Jack announcement. Yeah, maybe Texas, yeah. either Texas or uh, yeah, or uh, mid Midwest. So. Oh, that's exciting. They always make beautiful games. I had a chance to see the Godfather CE. Oh, that is one gorgeous game. Oh my gosh. It's so gorgeous. I enjoy shooting it, man. I enjoyed playing it. And it's fun. Yeah, it's a fun game. You know what, man? I, I know that there are those people out there who, you know, if it's not stern, it's not pinball. And there's the people out there who will just give anything a chance. I'm kind of more like that. I think I love my JJP games. You know, I, I wouldn't mind having more. I think that they, even even with the games that they're doing now where people are just like, oh, they're not as full as they used to be. You know, they're still amazing games. You know, yeah. they've got more going on than anybody else. And in a world where, you know, Stern, who has a track record of success at this point, brings out a game that feels as kind of, you know, it's, it's so software dependent, right? You know, uh, Venom. That it's nice to see that, you know, there's still a billion shots and a million weird little diverters and whoopsie doos and stuff like that to shoot. And if it's not the tournament players game, it you know, it's not the tournament players there's game. So but that there's a lot of games that you can play for tournament. You know, yeah, I think <laughs> right? that, uh, you know, I think that. I think that the Jersey Jack games are are great. So I still would love to spend more quality time on a godfather i haven't gotten to me too really play me too. much besides at, at a couple shows but i was i was uh i was laughing the other day because i was reading a post where somebody was like hey you know i don't like this whole leveling up thing you know what if i just want to play pinball and it's like well great you know there's a hundred years worth of machines that you can play <laughs> right Right. You know, this is something else. It doesn't mean it's going to be every single game. It just means that it's another option for mm-hmm. these companies to bring us more immersion and, and something, something different and fun. So, you know, but yeah, JJP, Elton John, Steve Ritchie, whatever it's going to be. Let's see what you have to offer. Yeah. You know, show us, show us something cool. Apparently it's Steve Ritchie unleashed. So you so know, hopefully, not, no, no, no cell phone or pad. No iPad fear, screens. too. Yeah, it'll have it'll just be an iPad too. screen. Yeah, you, you play pinball on it. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we all want. Um, <laughs> so coming up, you know, because the weather's changing, I mean, always this fall coming up after uh expo. Um, actually, I, I'm gonna go backwards here before expo. We have uh, the White Rose Game Room Show, and that's October 6th through October 8th. And that's in uh, it's in New York. So just, nice. just Google it. But it's, you know, it's coming up. So if you're in that area. Um, and then we have in November, November, we have the Houston Arcade Expo. Of course, in Houston. Oh, yeah, that's Texas. a big one. November yeah, sometimes they have reveals there. I thought mm-hmm. that was the last one of the season before spring, but it's not. Cincinnati is, and theirs is December 1st through 3rd. And of course, that's through Cincinnati, Ohio. So that's just rounding out the shows for the uh, for the season. I mean, I'm always excited when a new game comes out, the new mystery company. I, you know, and they're not, and they're just showing the underneath of play film and some good looking stuff. There's magnets and all kinds of cool stuff. It looks pretty cool. I'm just going to reserve, you know, again, that's great, you guys, you know, showing, showing some stuff. When you show up, actually show up, 
don't show up empty hand. It's like coming to a potluck and not bringing anything, you know? It's like if, if it's uh, we're the new pinball company. When you show up to say we're the new guys in town, show up. No bones, no bullshit. You show up with a truck with at least 10 games in box ready to go to customers or don't show up at all. Don't show oh, up I don't know. That might, that might be a little optimistic. Don't, don't show up at a show <laughs> with a box of lights or some plastics and talk a lot of shit and go, but we got really good artwork. We had really good artwork on a game at Golden State Pinball that I never got to play because it never fucking worked. Okay. Are you talking about what Cosmic Carnival? Cosmic Carnival. So yeah. you know, it's like, but we got we got Dirty Donnie because he kept saying no, and you just kept offering him money until he finally went, "Fuck it, okay," you know. And then and that came straight from Donnie. He's like, "I don't want to deal with these guys," but they just kept offering me more money. Finally, I thought, "God, I can," you know, that's a hell of a payday. Yeah, let's do this. You know. Well, since it completely screwed his contract with Stern, it did. And, and the artwork probably is not beautiful. probably not his best but, call. But artwork doesn't make a game. Artwork enhances a game. We go, God, that game is beautiful. It's got really nice artwork. Well, does it shoot worth the shit? You know, does it actually play? Can you actually finish? Can you actually start a game on it? You know, it's, it, I mean, it's got, it's the rubber's got to meet the road. And if you can't deliver the pizza, then you know what, man, just go away. Shut your mouth and just tuck your tail, you know, between your legs and walk away like a fucking man. That would be a funny show topic. <laughs> best, artwork on the, best artwork on the worst games. Well, that, yeah, yeah. Okay. That would win. You know, like, well, I mean, good one. great. But yeah, kind yeah, of that would be a good play. one. You can't play it, you know, because it doesn't, you know. I mean, or you have like Thunderbirds. And it has to have actually been released, so no, no Cosmic Carnival. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it would technically they made over a hundred of them, so they made more than say uh, anything coming from Homepin. Yeah, all these guys just go away because now oh, I'm sure they sold more than a hundred Thunderbirds. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. You know. I mean, it was but, made in China. Like, come on. Yeah. Well, they have know. to have made a hundred. But, uh, well, you know, we're talking about yeah. artwork, actually, you know, um, the one that I, it's been on my mind a lot lately because, uh, um, I think, I think it peaked in the nineties. You still have the occasional game where you go, Oh wow, that's got a really cool toy or mech, you know? And, uh, so I was thinking about my top five favorite toys or mechs. Is this your segue mode. to the show topic? It is. Man, that was clumsy as crap. Well, you know what? I was thinking the same thing. I'm sorry. I respect the attempt to keep it moving, though. <laughs> wow. You guys are fucking Marcy. It's because I'm not drinking. It's not my time. Look, it ain't our fault that you fell asleep earlier. You should be sharper because you got a nap in. I when, actually did not. When I actually talked just... about tournaments in Reno for 30 minutes. No, actually, I was just I was quietly listening. And because I told you, I got I got shit to talk about right you now. Went into a, you went into a stupor. Um, <laughs> no, but you know, because normally we record the show in the evening and we're recording early. Right. In the and day. you're always asleep. So that's why we're recording during the I'm day so we can awake. It's like I'm sober now. So, you know, no. You're I, sober. I, well, that's the problem. I know. Because like, I, I got a new beer that I want to showcase. I'll do it in the next episode. It's from a local brewery. And it's, they do uh, that on. So. Yeah, I have a question. Do either yeah. of you guys listen to the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast? I do. Yeah. What in the hell is going on over there? Uh. <laughs> it's like three different shows, right? Like, 
there's this guy who's always complaining they're about to quit. There's a guy and another lady, and the lady loves beer. Craft Brew Sally. Yeah, Craft Brew Sally. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love their episodes. And then there's like one with like Raymond Davidson and uh, Ray, the Ray Rachel, Ray Rachel, Ray Rachel, Rachel, and Ray and Ray or whatever it is. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I download that every single week. I never know what I'm going to get. <laughs> Quite a surprise. You know, yeah. and the other thing too is it, it's kind of like uh, the pinball network, uh, but instead it's the uh, poor man's pinball network. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, I, had to, I had to flip yeah. everything around because I used to listen on. Um, um, goddamn! Listen to the. the I listened. Format. I listened to one episode while you're thinking of that, Spencer. I listened to one episode that was like it reminded me so much of the old solo Spencer episode, where I was just like, I could just picture Spencer like sitting sitting at his kitchen table in a dark room, just talking to us on the internet about pinball. I miss those yeah, episodes. Yeah, my dog yeah. to get out of the trash. Oh, Stitcher! I was listening yeah. on Stitcher. <laughs> Stitcher died. They went away. <laughs> R.I.P. Bud, the pinball dog. That's funny. Bud was the man in dog so, form. He, he, not, not have Daisy, but Daisy's upstairs, probably sleep on the couch or chasing the chickens. So don't um, say her name with, out loud. She'll start barking. With, there you go. Right with that. <laughs> with that, it's all really funny. So I'll look at Dale litter out in the backyard. Okay, so our topic this week. Our topic top five this week. pinball toys. Yeah, or mess. So all right, I'll start. So. So are we going to um, go five 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 four 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 three 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 two 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 one one one, or are we each going to yeah, do our let's top do, five? Yeah, let's do it that way. I'll start, and then Dan, okay. you go, and then let's Mark do will. this. Okay. So my number five, uh, and I'll probably get some heat for this. And I don't give a fuck. So because I just think it's cool. Um, that's is, bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> fuck There's you. Your heat. Um, no, because um, because well now I'm in a mood because I got fucking raked over the coals of my bad segue. No I'm kidding. Um, oh, we ain't <laughs> done yet. <laughs> not even close. Um, <laughs> is uh, Rescue 911 the helicopter? The most commonly broken mech. I know. I know. Any pinball machine. It just, and, and I mean, you know, it's people rank on that game. It's not a bad game. It, it, it suffers from the same fate as that era of those premier Gottliebs. Is just not a crazy deep rule set, you know? Um, but. And, and the helicopter is the main thing, and it does it a lot. But it's I, I never get tired of watching that thing just grab the ball and do its little thing. To me, it's fun. It's like it's like if you remember the toy, the Verdi Bird. And it yes. Was yeah. Bike. You remember those? Okay, because I have one. Um, I had the bike, the fire rescue set, or whatever. That was yes. back when that was back when they weren't afraid to make toys that could conceivably fuck you up. Yeah. You get that thing tangled in your mullet and you're just not having a good day. <laughs> you know, yeah, there was that. There was, you know, lawn darts. There was clackers. I mean, all our shit would fucking kill you or fuck you up. You know? I still have an <laughs> unopened set of real honest and got lawn darts. I bought it like Pinagogo, like 10 years back. Oh, yeah, lawn darts. Dude, those are those little tipped. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, give these kids you don't like lawn They were banned. Yeah, they, they were banned. Because, they, because a kid literally got killed. Some kid in the neighborhood yeah. was throwing those things up and down. Some <laughs> lawn darts. I yeah, still remember I mean, that. You know, so, you know, wear a helmet and duck, kids. Um, <laughs> ours is family fun. Um, hey, if I, I can't kill you, it ain't fun. But, but there you go. So, you know, from Blamo. But that's, anyway, no, that's my that's number a good five. one. And and one that, again, I think a lot of people who've probably seen that game have unfortunately not gotten to see an action because it is always broken. It breaks a lot. 
Yeah. And it is cool. You can release it too in those certain spots that people yeah, might not yeah, know about. Push flipper button. It'll release the ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It just, I, I, I don't like the, the waiting of having to wait for it to go. Mine, but it mine, is cool kind, mine is actually kind of similar. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Let's mine go. is, mine is the, the data glove from Johnny Mnemonic. Oh yeah. That's so cool. very similar sort of theory. It's a ball mover. When I got Johnny Mnemonic, you know, I don't think I'd ever even played it. Like, I don't think I'd even played that game when I ended up with one. And the first time I watched that ball go whip it up into that glove and then you move it across and you drop it into that thing or it carries it over and it drops in the pop bumper. I was like, I thought it was all Magnus. I didn't realize there was a kicker, but I was just like, this is amazing. Like, this is so cool. And it's it's instrumental to the gameplay of that game. And it is slow. And it does it does slow down a game that besides that is just a speed demon. But like, mm-hmm. I think that that is a really well themed, a really uh, a really well themed, well instituted toy that about 99 percent of the times you see one of those games in the wild is super broken. So it has a kicker. Yeah, I so there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a magnet puck, and it just pops the ball up and then the, the magnet magnetizes and catches the ball. Oh. Right? And it's like a six inch lift. Like you see the ball go from the bottom of the play field to the top and it's, it's kind of set in. Right. But I didn't realize that at first because I, you know, it was like my second, third, my second working pinball machine. And so I just thought that the magnet was just like whipping that ball up. <laughs> Me too. Me inches, too. And I'm like, dude, that's amazing. <laughs> well, that's a great way to do an optical illusion, you know, have a little illusion going on there. And <laughs> it's definitely one of those like George Gomez, like that early George Gomez, like where he wanted to make, put toys in his games, like a bank of drop targets and a, and a bobblehead. Sorry, Deadpool fans weren't going to do it. The toys yeah. in his games had to be outrageous. That's cool. And I that's still think that Johnny Mnemonic is one of the very best. That is a good one for five. Your yeah. turn, Mark. Right, you well, mine, is, mine is kind of boring, but I still think it's cool. I love when the castle blows up in Medieval Madness. So I made it five just because it is really neat when you know that you destroyed the castle and it just goes. <laughs> and then it all of a sudden you know, goes back to normal. Like, Oh yeah, I got to blow up another castle. Uh, so I, I just love that. Love the lights with it. And uh, I'm going to say for the cool. record, you're crazy. Really? Yeah. Okay. Cause for most people, that's like a one or a two. Yeah. Really? Well, it's, yeah. Much, it's, it's coming back. Cause it's definitely on my list. It's much higher on my list. Okay. Okay. But it is cool. Oh yeah, right. the medieval madness castle, right? Like, how genius is that thing? Yeah, and not just because of the fact that it blows up, but the drawbridge, right? Which oh, is that's true. Yeah, which is like you know, which is a bit of a bash toy, and then and then the portcullis, the gate, which is another bash toy, and then it becomes like a shot, and then you have that that leaping uh, the lock shot uh, into the castle wall. Oh, like, you have a good point. There's a lot into the castle, and I and was just then thinking the of it explosion up. and yeah. the light show and the theming of it. Yeah, I oh, it's so good. Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry to. 
Uh, yeah. No, we're five. definitely going to run over each other's toes yep. on this, oh, right? Yep. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure yep. a few of us are going to come up with the same stuff. But yeah, man, good, good call. Like, I don't think you're crazy or boring at all. Like, I think that, yeah. that uh, if you yeah. got four that are better than that, I'm going to be as impressed as hell. Okay. Your challenge accepted, <laughs> Daniel. All right. All right. Okay. We got Spence. Number, my number four. You probably will have this on your list because you own this game. My number four is Bram Stoker's Bra- Dracula, the Mist Multi Ball. I don't have the Mist on my that. list. Uh, just, you got to keep in mind that my Mist has never worked. <laughs> yeah, see, that's, it's another one that thing never works. Or not never, but well, you know, the first three, you know, it, you know, with the first two of the three. Okay, so uh, my first one, things always broken on the helicopter. Your first one, the, the the hand, the Johnny Mnemonic hand. Uh, once people get those dialed in and do the do the after you know the aftermarket repairs or whatever, then they work pretty good. But out of the box, when that game first came out, I know I've heard George Gomez even go, "Wow, I can't believe people figure out how to keep these things working so well." Um, well, then, <laughs> you yeah, know what's funny is that. So uh, and then yeah, with the Miss Multi Ball, when it works, it's awesome. And unfortunately, it doesn't work all the time. As big so, of a dig as I just took on Deadpool for its biggest toy being drop targets and a bobblehead, I mean, you know, there's yeah, a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, like I said, there's a lot of great games coming out, but not a lot of really cool mechs. I mean, once in a while you see something really cool and go, oh man, that's really cool. Um, Mist is genius, though. Is. Like, And I think the only other game that I can really think of that does something similar to that is like if you get like the limited edition of like Kiss. Yeah, the limited edition. Or was it mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz, yeah. I think, also, where they have it on the backboard? Right. Yes. And that's just like a magnet on like a, like a worm drive. Yeah. And and I can tell you what I know about it. There's optos. There's There's controlled gates. There's this magnet. And then there's like this arcane black magic that somehow makes it all work together. That I just, <laughs> I think I need to sacrifice a virgin on the play field <laughs> to get that fucking toy to work because man, just, there are so, I'm sorry, but there are so many there are so many things that need to work right for that to work, and I just can't lick it. I mean, I'll figure it out. We were we were thinking about it the other day when uh, when Brian, friend of the show, Brian came by and he did some airbrushing, uh, not even airbrushing. He just did hand brushing. He's going to bring some color back to the cabinet, which just makes the rest of the cabinet looks worse. But the letters look amazing. And uh, yeah, missed. You know, we are going to we are going to figure it missed out because that's that's a cool one. That's one I didn't even occur to me. So that's a good pick, Spencer. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you that's a good one. Go like ten, but I figure we'll keep it at five. So um, yeah, just, yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's fun to watch, and when you get it, you're like, oh, that's so cool. All right. Well, my number four. Speaking of fun to watch, and this is going to be one that's near and dear to your heart, is the supercharger. Oh, and the getaway. Yeah. It's so funny you mentioned that. But oh, no, the supercharger. I didn't think of that one. It's so genius, right? Like it just. It's a magnetic accelerator. And, you know, they use that magnetic accelerator gimmick in a lot of games. Um, But just watching the ball just whip around. And then if you get like two or three balls in there and it actually like you can feel it like it has such force that kind of shimmy shakes the game. Yes, it does. You can feel the play field moving like like that was just one of those things. I know that, you know, they've gone back to that same thing. You know, you have that, that hyperloop thing and star Wars, but uh, yeah, just 
it's so satisfying and it makes that cool sound and and the game counts down with the amount of loops although i don't think it's incredibly accurate uh, and then the ball comes whizzing out of it, like down that wire form at like 7,000 miles an hour. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it, one great thing about the supercharger is it generally works because mechanically it's not incredibly complex. It's optos and, and it's magnets. And so most of the time the supercharger functions. That's a good one. That is a really good one. And and that is a definite wow when you play that game. Right? And especially when you try to get the big jackpots and you try to get, you know, oh, and like you, you qualify try it. to get as many loops as you can. Oh, that's so and cool. And it makes that noise because it's ready. Wee, wee, yeah, yeah, wee. yeah. Like, oh! yeah, 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 yeah. Also, the best super jackpot noise in pinball right up there with the creature. Yeah, that ding, ding, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Oh, that is good. That's a good one. All right, I guess it's my turn, huh? All right, so mine, my number four is the power in Twilight Zone. I love how you can control the ball with magnets. That was a real wow when I first saw Twilight Zone when I first played it when I was a kid. Like the power field. The power field. Oh, yeah. God, it's good. So cool. Because how you're like, damn, that ball's moving without anything hitting it. It's just magnets. But, you know, you don't think that. You're like, I can actually control this ball to get into that, you know, into that uh, scoop or whatever you want to call it, you know, Even at Twilight the Twilight Zone could almost, it could just be like, what are the best five, you know, toys <laughs> on the Twilight Zone? Yeah, yeah. so true. But yeah, yeah the power. So and I think the power is one of those that kind of, you know, probably because it's not like mechanically uh complicated works it works it works right it's just it's it's just a piece of wood and some magnets and a scoop yep and i love about it is you know you can just try to get and defeat the power by just you know timing it right when it bounces off just hitting it once or you can try to whack it you know back you know side to side to build up points and then you know and then try to cash it, it out yeah. right at the end and boy sometimes like it works and sometimes it doesn't <laughs> that's a good strategy call too because i i was thinking about that the other day we were mm-hmm. having a conversation about people who just sort of like people who just sort of wail on the buttons as opposed to people who try to like like targeted flip it and yes. I was like, man, I've always just been like tap, 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 tap. But the movement of the ball, you know, like I said, even if you drain, you normally get 20 million points because you right. hit so many targets. Right. Yeah. You get a lot of points if you just hit it back and forth, you know, between the, the sides, you know. And then, of course, when it when you, you know, when you drain, it's like, ho, 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 ho. Uh, that just pisses me off every time. I or, just want to go back up there and defeat them. Or when you get the, <laughs> when you get the kill and the hand is like, you know, thing is hitting. Boom, yes. Boom. boom yeah. and the door to a door panel. So cool. Or or when you hit the jackpot in. uh and Powerball Mania. Powerball is awesome. Yeah, God, that's a that's a really good one. I that's almost enjoy, yeah. like, I almost don't even like that's definitely a toy, but I almost don't even think of that as a toy because it's such a game feature. But it is like super, super good. Like my thought of like a toy yeah. is like the gumball machine. But yeah, that's a that's a great call. Yeah, a toy yeah. you make Gizmo or something you know that does mechanical or I mean because even though it's magnets, it's still like a mechanical moving thing. It's magnets. Player, player I don't know. You know? Interesting. Yeah. You know, and the thing too, uh, 
it, it was really funny. If you really can bank it, you know, when you're playing a Powerball and you get it up into the power and you can get two or three in there, oh, it's so much fun. But I did not get lucky. I could not get it in the top. Oh, it was pissing me off because I was, I was like, I was just, you know, nailing it right up that power ramp. No problem. I had like two balls in there and I could not get them into the top. <laughs> oh, it was pissing me off. It gets hard. I was you, like, Ugh. if you get two balls in there, like, yeah, it's, it's really hard. Cause they just, they get in each other's way. They get into each other's way. I yeah. still think that, and I wish the game would detect it, but they didn't put a, they didn't put a ball sensor up there. I think you should get something if you manage to sneak the power ball up there. Yes. Cause like you can do it. Like if you, if you hit the thing while the gate's in the wrong position and the power ball goes through and it's just there, right? Like the game knows that there's a ball there because the opto triggers, but like the game doesn't know it's the power ball. So that's <laughs> true. But if they had yeah. put like one of the Eddie sensors there, so they knew that you got the power ball in there and the power got super pissed, that would have been <laughs> rad. Yeah. That, that, there's that's upgrade. cool. There's a, a rewrite software upgrade or rewrite. That's a good idea. No, good choice, man. I mean, all good choices. Um, it's really funny, Dan, because number three, my number three, is getaway. It's it's a supercharger. Yeah, I knew I knew you would have the getaway in there. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, you have to. I mean, I, I and you know, just whenever I play, I you know, it get, just getting the ball up there and getting it going. But if you can get two or even three in the supercharger, and then it's like, and, and you're like, if you can get all three balls up there going at once, that that's a rarity. But when you can do it. You know, like it's a so fun. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and and it's it's you know again, it's not the most complex mech, but I mean, it's just it's that wow factor. No matter how many times I do it, even if it's just a single ball up there, I always get excited, especially when you play a really crisp one, and then they just fly around that you know that little trap. That's just a blast, you know. It's it's and the I, satisfaction factor. It is like, the it's satisfaction very satisfying. Factor. It, it is. It's very satisfying. It's just good fun. You know, it's just like, in, you know, increase when I can get a good roll going on, uh, on multi-ball and you, know, you get, what is it? The, uh, what's the little disc thing at the bottom of the right flipper? The, um, what do they call that? The saucer, the bowl? The saucer, the bowl. Yeah. It's kind of the name, but yeah, I didn't get that thing just circling around, circling the whirlpool, right? right? It's a whirlpool. Thank you. I love that too, but I and that's not in my top five. But you know, it's that, that satisfaction, like oh man, this is fun. I'm just having a yeah. good time. You know, it's but yeah, getaway is my number number three for that reason. Just the, all the reasons Dan already said. I knew we'd have something that crossed over. So, um, but yeah, that's it. Nice. So. Dan, what's yours? I'm going to redo mine a little bit on the fly. This was higher okay. and it was mentioned earlier, but right in the middle, I'm going to put the castle. Okay. For for the reasons that we mentioned earlier, I think that the medieval madness castle is, is the quintessential game making toy. Like it's just, it does everything. It's instrumental. The themat thematically it's perfect. <laughs> You know, when you look at that castle in that game, you're just like, okay, this is, and this is, you know, my, I think that all these lists is probably like, it's a little malleable, like things will go up, things will go down, but it's, it's a very, very important feature to, to that game. 
And, you know, I think that for a lot of people, the medieval madness is like the number one toy. And for me, it's definitely like any given day, it'll be the number one toy. Probably the first time that I hit it, the next time I play medieval, I'll be like, oh, yeah, fuck, this is definitely the number one toy. Yep. Cool. All right. My third is the magic trunk in theater of magic. I like that one just because it's cool. You can bash it. And then it flips around and then finally get to the multi-ball. You have to get it and how it just snaps into place when it grabs it is so cool. No kicker required. No kicker required. Exactly. And then on top of that, uh, it's, I don't know why, but it just seemed like magic to me when I first played it, when I was younger, how the ball just disappeared, just like metamorphosis. So even though it just dropped it, it just something about it. Like, Oh my gosh, the ball is gone. It disappeared. It's just, I don't know. It's just something really cool about it. But I like how that, uh, how the feature is. It's a bash toy. It, you know, it holds the ball and it spins around. And that's one mech that does break a lot as well. A bash um, toy, a target, a scoop. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and everything. Like, yeah. like you were just saying, it also requires voodoo to keep it working, right? <laughs> it does. And I never noticed it, but that plate is purposely on an angle, isn't it? So that it knows when it registered, when it grabs the ball. Yeah. I don't, think, I, I don't I, think it's intentionally that way. I think it's, yeah. it's sort of the way some of the trunks are set up. Okay. So okay. I, you know, we, we have a theater that we bought um you know already already restored like legitimate restored and uh like the guy who had this game before us did every conceivable upgrade that was available for that moment in time and it's got like all the aftermarket boards and all the extra sensors auto eddies the whole works and it is again much like your your miss multi-ball there's a lot of of 90s technology 90s pinball technology that's working in in some sort of unholy concert to keep that thing running mm-hmm. like it really is a a very a very cool super complicated kind of mechanism cool and yeah it, it, make, it makes the game right like you know it, it makes the game i mean yeah, even though it's, it's a, even though it's a fucking box in the middle of your play but, but it, but it has the hell a shot. Does a, yeah. what the hell does a magic trunk have to do with anything it works it makes the game okay. yeah because it lets you start the mode and then on top of it you have that little opening that you have to shoot and it's so satisfying when you make it in there for the for the jackpots like, you know and that's of course how you can bank a lot of points if you just keep hitting that like this is um, another topic for but, another day yeah. but like i think theater of magic is one of the most overrated pinball machines that there just <laughs> ever was um yeah. but it does have a lot of a lot of cool toys and and again yeah the trunk the trunk uh is is pretty sweet yeah cool good choice that's a solid choice i mean and there's no wrong answers here but uh, is anyone yeah. going to get us out of the 90s i'm going to do that right now glad you asked <laughs> wow good segue fuck who somebody's fucking on today uh it's not wow. me now no my number two is earth shaker oh the shaker motor well the shaker motor is part of the part of the uh the total package but it's not just the first game with the shaker motor or, or it's, the fault line it's, it's the, the fault, fault line. line it's the fault line because okay, yeah. you got the shaker motor shaking the game you're like holy crap this thing shakes like an earthquake well, and, and you, you know the shaker power- motor has become a, a thing, right? Yeah, yeah, but like, a thing, in the right. moment, the shaker motor was a toy. Like right. Earthshaker, I think, was the only game to have done that, right? Yeah. 
And so it was a feature, a very unique feature of, of that game. Like Jurassic Park, you know, you go all the way back to the uh, the Fat Train interview talking about Jurassic Park. And they, and they will everything. eat that well. They had Eastwood Shakers and everything. Like, I think they that did. they were they the beginning did. of, like, the corruption, the, the, the standardization of the shaker motor. Yeah. But, but with Earthshaker, it was it was a combination. You had the shaker motor shaking the game, and then California and Nevada split. And yeah, that is cool. And the ball rolls right down the middle. And, and Spencer, it, that is a mind blowing pick, buddy. It is such a good call. Oh my god, is. man! I didn't I, even think I, of that. That's you. a good one. Bravo, sir! You are one hundred percent right. Well, and and that's yeah. the thing, man. Where you know, that's a cool feature. It is a cool feature, and you're like, oh, holy shit! In the, I mean, and after you played the game a thousand times, you're like, all right, cool, you know, yeah. And, but the first time you ever see that, especially if you grew up where we all did, where you know, well, I mean, Mark, you're actually from from the Midwest, but you know, for like Dan and me who grew up in the Sacramento Valley and grew up with earthquakes, you know, that kind of hits more close to home. There were absolutely everywhere. It's the quintessential California machine. Absolutely. They were all over in the Midwest, too. Yeah. They they were a popular game. A bunch of them. (laughs) And, and, you know, the thing about it, too, is there's nothing like the Earthshaker shaker motor. Yeah. It, It really, truly does the best job out of any even modern shakers these days. Right. There's something about it. Like, it just, it like, literally, you're afraid that the, you're going to tilt the machine yeah because it's so good it's so powerful yeah it's awesome it, 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 it's a good one it's uh thank you um it it's immersion really i mean it really immerses you into the game well just like you know we we're talking about just a minute ago theater of magic you know that magic trunk it's it, it really and you know the ball just disappearing and levitating you know on the magnet and all that it really, it, it really brings you into the whole world of magic and like, holy shit, the ball levitated. Holy shit, the ball disappeared, you know. And the same thing with Dracula, you know. You, oh, look, the ball's levitating across the play field. Yeah. You know, um, like it's possessed. Um, so those things that really pull you in, you know, and, and it's also uh, very much, um, you know, it's such a, you're not just, you're actively participating when you're playing the game. And you shoot the ball and, you know, the, the the game shakes and it cracks the states in half and the ball rolls right between the two of them. Like, that's the coolest thing ever. Um, that is, you know, so that's yeah, what, a, what a smart feature. Good what one. Just a smart feature to have done, you know. Yep. I, I, it, it, more and more as the older I get, more and more I'm really appreciating that era between 1980 and 1990 because you saw so much change and so much innovation. Not mm-hmm. that there isn't now, but like, shoot, now you know, you're now when you're saying those things, it's like, damn, I forgot all these that I was you mean considering. Your age is nostalgic for the 80s, yeah. Uh, no, no. So, that's my number two, gentlemen. All right, okay, that's a good one. Shoot, that's a good one. Number two for me is Rudy from uh, see, I was gonna you were reading my mind, <laughs> but I didn't choose that one, but I knew that was something. Okay, cool, keep going. Oh, so, yeah, what. What feature, and I mean, I guess the kind of like the more, you know, the medieval castle kind of, you know, it's the same, it's the same sort of idea, right? It's just, it's the focal point of the play field. It interacts with the ball in a lot of ways. It acts like a bash toy. It acts like a scoop. But unlike the castle, you know, it has its animation. It sits there. It does its thing. Rudy, like, makes Funhouse, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like he talks to you, the jaw moves, uh, the eyes track the ball, they open, they close. You know, he he, you know, comments on on your progress, he makes fun of you. But to me, the most genius thing that this that, that thing does is when you put him to sleep and he's snoring, his jaw quivers. Yes. And it's just what kind of attention to detail is that? Like it's just you know, Funhouse would would still be a cool shooting game if if it didn't have that big head there and it was just some sort of scoop and some sort of target. But like the fact of the matter is like Rudy being in there, absolutely the amazing mechanical man, you know, like he he makes that game and just I still don't feel like in terms of again, you know, the the early 90s, late 80s pinball technology, you know, there's nothing complicated going on in there. It's it's solenoids, it's 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 springs, it's it's you know, levers and whatnot. But just they did so much and it was so creative and it was so smart. And honestly, you know, with the exception of his eye linkage always breaking, 99% of the time, Rudy always works. Yeah, Rudy's pretty dependable. Rudy's right. pretty dependable. Like yeah. that jaw does its thing. Yeah, sometimes he has those like kind of stoned, dead looking eyes. But, <laughs> yeah. Know, and and Rudy was one of those features that, again, you know, it was so nice they did it twice, right? right. You know, he came back uh, in Red and Ted. Never yes. as good as the original. Like Rudy is still the <laughs> Not king. as good as the original. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, it's in, and it's always great, you know, that just the character of Rudy was great, but his toy is is one of the ultimates well come on they put disneyland inside a pinball machine that's the best way i could describe it yeah. it was an audio animatronic See, yeah. i always view Earthshaker as like like an older like decrepit carnival even mm-hmm. though the game doesn't really represent it like that it's bright there's there's you know there's happy people and and there's light bulbs and stuff, but like I don't know why I think because I play on Brian's kind of like shady looking Earthshaker a lot. Like I I always think of Earthshaker as a little more or not Earthshaker, but uh, uh Funhouse is a little bit more sinister than it's probably supposed to be. <laughs> it, it reminds me of that movie you know, Magic, down there, right? There's that, yeah. that trap door, man. Stop running around. <laughs> Do you remember that creepy movie from the '70s, Magic? No. Okay, that. That's what it reminded me of because it's got the same look as Rudy. It's kind of freaky. Yeah, it was but yeah, young, yeah, young Anthony cool. Hopkins played that. He yes. had a weird ventriloquist on me. That was a crazy. Yes, movie. yeah, yes, exactly. That's what it reminded me Holy of when crap. I we when I first saw that machine. Pat Lawler plagiarized Rudy. Yep, that well, he got the idea. But yeah, yeah, cool. So Mark, that's, that's a good one. Too. All right, so can we change something on the fly or no? Yeah, change one, yeah. one, man. There's no rules. All right, yet. so I originally had missed multiball as number two just because okay. I thought it was so cool to see the the ball go across the play field. But I'm gonna add, I'm gonna replace this one since we talked about missed so much. The uh, building in Godzilla. Okay, you had to take us out of the out of the nineties. I, I had to take out of the nineties. Yeah. So yeah, the, the building, because, uh, it's, it's one of those feelings like, uh, like Adam's family where you really get excited about multi-ball starting when Godzilla shakes, you know, and then it goes, and then the building starts to collapse. Uh, there's something cool about that. The lock mechanism is great. And then the other thing that's cool is how it has diverters as the building goes down genius. And on top of that, 
the way that they engineered it, it has not had hardly any problems that people have reported uh, with the screw mechanism that they use. Well, so, give it, uh, give it 20 years. Yeah. Give it 20 years. Yeah. But it would use a screwdriver, right? It was the same kind of thing. The, um, I, like some sort of worm drive, right? Like no, worm drive, sorry, ever, worm drive. The only yeah. Godzilla that I've ever had an opportunity to really dig around inside of has been a pro, and I haven't even had to take the glass off of that yet. So, yeah, um, uh, this no, is cool. Isn't that's it a good by one. far like I can't think of any toy on any Stern that's even in the same league. Yep. I mean, is is there another one? Like, nope. It's not that I can't think of anything in the modern Stern. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Batman, the Batman 66 turntable thing. That's pretty pretty outrageous. Like it's it's pretty crazy, but yeah. Yeah. The, and I, I thought real hard about that building too. Yep. Like I was like, is anyone going to say, is anyone going to say Godzilla building? Cause Godzilla I, building. Honestly, I had not even crossed my mind, but it's a pretty great darn choice. good. It's a great See, choice. I would have felt guilty not including that in the top and, five. No, that's, that's, <laughs> no, to like, you know, the Mecha Godzilla setup for that is really cool too, oh, with that. the turntable, with the targets and then the spinner yes. gets exposed and then you launch it and the magnet catches it. Like that's also a cool toy, but yeah, you, nothing has the, the dramatic impact and the effect on gameplay that, that the, that the, that the bridge does not the mm-hmm. bridge that the building does. The bridge is cool too. Bridge is cool too. Yeah. Like I love yep. hitting that bridge multi ball and it just sort of flops. That's so cool. <laughs> and then it's, you know, when it, when you, when you make the bridge collapse, well, how it just does that shaking. The, that's cool too. The, the one thing I don't like about the building is just, you know, and like I said, it, it does get you stoked for your first multi ball start. But like mm-hmm. once you've seen it happen like a million times, it's a yeah. little less cool. And I, and I know that there's a mod that fixes it. And some people have said that you're not even supposed to do it. Like you're supposed to just sort of let them go and, and play off the replunges. I hate the fact that it basically dumps all three balls down the drain. Yeah. I don't like that either. That's true. Like, you know, yep. but some people have said that that's almost intentional. Like it's supposed to slow the game down or something, get you started. So like when you're, when you put in the diverter thing, so it goes the other way, I'm like, I don't know. I like it better when they're playable, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's good point. That, that's a really cool feature. Yeah. Maybe so not my as good two. as the time expander, which it totally rips off. Oh, that's true. But yeah. pretty good. No, it's good. Okay. Awesome. All right. That, that's great. Um, uh, Are we on number one now? We're on number one. Uh, oh, my goodness. Well, Pressure's so. on, Spencer. It better be good or you know I'm going to make fun of you like yeah, I did for yeah, your title. You stole all my thunder, Dan. You did it again. I know, right? The getaway one. I know. I was like, no, that's going to be no, well, number one. He's going to want to kick me in the nuts. No, no, <laughs> well, I think what I'll do is to add a little flavor to it before I do my number one, I'll do uh, – I've been thinking a lot about that. I actually have two on cover. No, don't do any honorable mentions because you might honorably mention our number one. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to. You can do honorable mentions after. There's Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So go to number one. My number one is Funhouse. Okay. Rudy, so I ripped you off. I'm sorry. That's all right. But no, you know what I'm thinking? I mean, okay. Every time Pat Water came out with something, you came out, oh, like, look, I have a vertical play film in the back glass with. Uh, it is extremely know, funny that you just said that, by the way. Just oh, putting this. Oh, oh shit. Right okay. Um, and then, you know, and then Earthshaker, you know, and then Whirlwind, which, you know, if you give me a choice of any of the three of Earthshaker, Whirlwind, or Funhouse, Whirlwind's still my favorite of those three um, mm-hmm. uh, to play. Um, and I, I love all three. But and then you go, okay, I'm gonna up to Annie. I'm gonna put talking 
interacting ventriloquist dummy head in the fucking game. I'm going to make this thing to where, like you said, the eyes will track the ball. He'll he'll lightly kind of, you know, rib you until you get the clock set to where you're going to close the park. And then he's going to become a dick, you know. And you, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, hey, he went from being okay to being pissed off. Why is he pissed off at me? And um, you know what I mean? I mean, like, just like – he, did, he took it so far over the edge to another level, you know, with that game. And nobody had ever seen anything like it before. Like, not, like you know, you know, everybody, okay, I've seen a ramp at this point. I've seen multi-ball, you know, talking pinball music. Okay, yeah. It's like this thing has a talking ventriloquist head that, like, swallows the ball or chokes on the ball. And it talks and it goes to sleep. Like you said, at the bottom, the jaw will kind of quiver when he's snoring. I mean... You know, it's the just, best, man. Like, it's just the coolest, the stupidest little feature. Yeah. It adds nothing to the game, but when you notice it, you're just like, oh, man, these guys knew what they were doing. They really, they, and, then, and then when like, you shoot it into the mouth, it's like, yeah. oh, 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 oh. Well, well, yeah. what's, what's really great, <laughs> Love that. What's really great is when you're a multi ball and if you, you can pull this sausage. off, well, you, you make your jackpot shot. And he screams, right? You make your jackpot shot on the trap door. If you can get another ball set up at the perfect time, and while he's screaming, you knock it into his mouth, and then you really screw it. It's not, I don't think the scoring is that great on that, that actual maneuver, but when you can do it, it's kind of like the three-way combo on Whirlwind. You don't uh-huh. do it often, but when you can when you can hit it and pull it off. It's like, oh yeah, that was awesome. Like I've literally only done the Rudy maneuver where I've gotten the jackpot shot and he screams and I shoot a ball into his mouth. He's in the middle of screaming. I've only done that maybe twice. That's cool. I got to try that. It's not easy. (laughs) What you have to do is you have to, you have to set up. Okay. So you have to, you have to get your multi-ball going and you got, okay, so he'll spit out the one ball, and I just let that thing drain usually or flip to or try to hit it anywhere. Um, so you get your second ball out of the, the lock, and you knock it around and then knock it into the, the trap door and then hopefully do it fast enough to where you get your third ball coming out of the lock and you're able to get it in his mouth while he's screaming. It's, it's, cool. Yeah, it's, it's a really difficult maneuver. But that's my number one. So good one. All right, I'm dying, Dan. Yeah. What do you? What is your number one? All right. Well, mine. This and honestly, this one's probably less technically impressive than some of the others. And I think Spencer will probably get it as soon as I say this. But back in the day, I would literally play this game just to make this happen. Okay. And that's the thing hand on Adam's family. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think that that's the coolest, like best scaled feature, like the hand reaching out of the box and just grabbing the ball and taking it in. I mean, obviously, you know, it, it doesn't have, you know, all the various degrees of interactivity with the game that like the castle does or, or that like the, uh, that the that thing that the Rudy head does, but like just it's such a perfect feature for that game, and the fact that it's like appropriately like the illusion is so good that when it, it really out, adds character to the game. Yeah, no, it's no, like, no. It's like she's reeling it in there, right? And and they choreograph yeah. it 
so well. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I love, I love, uh, thing. I just think it's the coolest and it's, it's definitely, you know, again, compared to some of these features, it doesn't interact with the ball as much. Uh, Although I do love it. Yeah. When he's like, no, no, no. And he puts it back. <laughs> and you get a lot of points for that. I always think like, oh, I didn't shoot that at the right time. Then you're like, you get like 5 million for yeah, it. Yeah. Cause you get it's your like, thing. You, it's when you get your thing award. Yeah. But it's, it's not ready to lock a ball, you know, so it's not going to dump it on, on you out of the thing. But yeah, you know, it's just, it's, it's a really meaningful toy to the game. Um, and just, again, it's just the illusion of it is so good. And I know that technically, like, there is a lot going on. There's a motor, there's a magnet, you know, there's, there's the saucer, but yeah, man, it, it, it's not quite as crazy as some of these voodoo, you know, black magic, uh, like 20 things working in concert features. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really good. And back in the nineties, again, if I punched 50 cents into Adam's family and like managed to boot my game so hard, I didn't get to see thing come out and grab a ball. I would be so mad. (laughs) because <laughs> i just always wanted to see that happen like i love 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 the thing hand on adam's family to this day that's, that's why that great. game is so popular is people love yeah. to see thing grab the ball it's absolutely just, it's just yeah it's the stupidest thing but it's so good well, and it's it's something that thing always was always popping us out of a little box in the show you know he's write something down with a pencil or he snap yep. his fingers or point or do sign language and so you always expected, oh, Thing will come out during the show. So in the game, you're like, oh, Thing, what's Thing doing? Oh, he's grabbing the ball. Holy crap, that's so cool. Or well, yeah. like, you know, not now, Thing. You know, you know, uh, was it? Uh, that's it, Thing. Lend a hand. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. the spirit thing. Lend that's a hand. Spirit, thing. I love the scene in the movie where he's trying really hard to communicate with Gomez. Like, uh, yes. That's the one yes. been kidnapped. That has been kidnapped. And he, he ends up, he grabs a pen. It doesn't work. And he tries to do sign well, language man. and he doesn't work. Finally, he grabs a spoon and he starts like tapping out more code. And <laughs> Gomez right. is right. just like so that's non-fun. Right. Yeah, just I remember like, that. Just slow down. I hate it when you stutter. Oh my God, that was funny. That's a good scene. Yeah, and that's a perfect example of theme integration, right? Yeah. I mean, creativity takes something that's minimal with a magnet on the end of a finger and boom, you got something that's magic. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. All right. Pressure's All right, on. My, here it is. Pressure is on. So this kind of fits a little with Rudy, but it's one of my favorite games to this date. It still is. And that is a character that taunts you just like Rudy. But there's so many aspects of this mechanic or this mech that really makes it exciting to play. And that is the Circus Voltaire Ringmaster. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> I, I hadn't actually thought about you going there, but it makes perfect sense now. That's good. Choice. Now, the reason why I chose it is because, number one, it's a bash toy. Yeah. Number two, it raises up so you can lock a ball in there. Number three, it has a magnet on top so that it... Sometimes I know the video version makes it swirl around and obviously that's not true with the uh, with the actual machine, but it is cool how it just all of a sudden just flings it off his head and it goes wherever. And sometimes it goes into the lock shot for the, uh, um, uh, the multi, is it the wire? I think the yeah, he throws it onto the ramp. Yeah. yeah, he throws it on the ramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but and I just love it how it, you know, 
it will come down and it comes up and it and taunts you and it lights up when it, it's there and when you can hit it. And even though you're not really hitting it, it's using opto sensors, but it still looks like you're when you smash it, it registers. I don't know, there's just something about it. It's just really cool. It adds a lot to the character of that game. And um, it is a, you know, a, a thing on a spring, but a really massive spring that really works. So um, that's my favorite. I love that one. And it, I know that's a complicated mech that breaks a lot too. And it's kind of funny. I have two that are uh, Papa Duke. So um, yeah, he made some really good games, but I really like that one just because uh, it has a lot to do with the gameplay. You know, when you have really? to do a multi-ball, you have to go into the, you know, into the scoop, which is really not a scoop, but it kind of is well, because uh, it, when it raises up and then the ball magically appears uh, somewhere else once you get it in there. I don't know. It's just cool. It's really well integrated. Dallas Williams games, you know, yep. that was the era where every game you came out with, you were going to see something you'd never, ever seen before in a pinball machine. Mm-hmm. And it was something cool. You know, I, I to this day, Circus Voltaire is one of my favorites. I love that yeah. game. It's so weird and quirky and different. Um, and I love that game, you know, and you go back to like, you know, the, the trunk, the soccer ball um, and, and yeah. World Cup soccer was a nice, you know, one. Um, uh, the, uh, was it the shooting star uh, in, uh, in uh, the Tales of Arabian Nights, you know? Oh yeah. Like, yeah. The, yeah. That's right. The star. Yeah. You know, like, oh, and you've never seen that anything like that before, you know? No, um, and of course the magic trunk, you know. So it's like, no, in that era, man, there's some really, and then those games are all still sought after today for a good reason, and they're fun shooting, fun playing games. So now here's an interesting observation that I that I just noticed, and Dan, you might be interested in this too. The majority of our mechs in the top five had to do with magnets. How do they work? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is interesting. I don't know. Right? The great thing about magnets and pinball machines really is that like you almost like you almost need it. Right. Because you you want something magical to happen. And like unless you have like a claw mm-hmm. right, that grabs the ball, like like here was one I was really like thinking about. And that's uh, the Data East Jurassic Park T-Rex. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, it's a saucer. And then the T-Rex leans down and he grabs the ball and he it, it you know it slides down a tube and he he chews and you know it looks around it tracks the ball um like i'm like oh man that's a really cool feature it just yeah. looks like <laughs> kind of cheesy <laughs> yeah 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 but it's it's yeah. really really cool but um it's one of the few like mechanisms that will like grab a ball, but it won't use a magnet, right? Like the magnet is so important to a lot of these features because it creates the, the magic of like this feature grabs the ball. It takes the ball on a ride. It puts the ball or moves the ball and somewhere else. And I think that almost any good toy, like it needs that degree of like it, it interacts with the ball. It moves the ball. You know, or it, mm-hmm. lets, or it lets the ball move. Um, you know, well, it well magnets allows it to repel or attract. Right. So that's what's nice. You got two variables to work with with magnets. Well, how often? I mean, you I know? don't know. You don't see too often, other than like maybe uh, the power, right? Yes. Where it actually throws the ball. Oh gosh! Yeah, grabbing the ball. Oh, you know, that's so I guess, it all yeah, over. that's a pretty good a pretty good observation. 
Mm-hmm. I'm surprised I didn't even think of uh, Jurassic Park, the modern one from Stern. That one's pretty good too. Yeah. But like I said, there's a lot. There's a lot but, of them out there. I'll, I'll throw a couple more just off the top of my head. Yeah. And uh, yeah. one's a magnet uh, and that's uh, the shadow to the. Uh, oh yeah. The, the shadow. Yeah. yeah. How it kicks it into the lock. Yeah. That's cool that's too. Cool. You know what that's? Yeah, the sanctum yeah. lock. The sanctum lock. lock. Yeah, that's a tiny. That's like a tiny thing too, right? Like it's just a drop away target and a magnet, but it's so. It's cool. so cool how it so pulls cool. it back and then. Boom. Well, well, there like two magnets that do that, or is it just one? It's and just, it just one, I think. And it's one. just the really? choreography of it, right? It grabs the ball and it holds it, and then the wall slides down, and then it whoops it back up, and like. And then, of course, so cool. the first time that you see that, you're just like, oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, it is. It's a, and the and, 50th and, and, time you see that, you go, oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> cool. That and then because you can you can take this from two games. And, and the one that I have in mind is Aerosmith and the Jackie in the box where it throws the ball and the box opens up, catches the ball. And you can also go with the, the thing, the neck on uh, Houdini. Because I kind of did it first, which like launches it even further. I don't think yeah. Houdini was first, right? Wasn't Aerosmith before Houdini? Uh, I thought Houdini was first. I uh, think Aerosmith was first. We'd have to look it up. But, yeah, that's, but it's a cool mech and a cool feature. You know, it's like and that. Never, for me, that never gets old watching that. So mm-hmm. kind of two lands it. Like that's the whole thing is you always kind of wonder if that's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is it yes. going to land it? And when it does land it and it launches all the way across. <laughs> it's yeah. so cool. Well, I'll, I'll go one older um, and I'll finish up my, my segment on this with uh, my you know other honorable mention. I'm going to go really old school. Gold ball. Oh, yeah. How the fuck does it, how does it know the ball is gold? How does it know to kick out the gold ball? Yeah. It's got a little, little, there's a, um, Tom Tucky did a, you know, back in the days when he was doing, um, those pinball videos, like, you know, how, how you play it or how it works or whatever. And he did gold ball and he showed, it's got like a little down in the trough. It's got a little trap door that closes and opens to release the gold ball. I have no idea how the game knows that the gold ball is out there. Well, I don't think like, it knows. I don't it, think it actually knows it's a gold ball. It simply knows that it's that it dispensed the gold ball and that yes. drained right. the gold. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like you said, Dan, kind of like that. But it's still magic, yeah, it's like right? That, that, you know, voodoo black magic. It's like, oh, But the illusion is yeah. good. Well, I don't know if like... The illusion is good. And like you said, Mark, you referenced Disney animatronics and Disney magic. Yep. And, and it's that old school Disney where it's like, you know, kids, this isn't really real, but we're going to make it so realistic you'll think it's real. Like the Haunted Mansion. You know, like yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, it's it's a suspension of disbelief because they, they make the illusion look so good. And that comes to my conclusion that we need to have cooler Max in pinball. Please, please bring it. Bring that wow factor oh, back to the Caribbean Come on. man. the black. Bring Earl. it back. Yeah. The, the, yes. The but yeah. Thinking, yeah. Oh, gosh. The ship. The ship. Duh. That, yeah. That's a really good one. That one's the, cool, too. Shoot. The cannon see, and the, some good see, ones. Is that really a toy or is that just like an upper play field with a cannon? Like, I don't know. That's hard to say. Like, I don't know. Well, you know no, what? I'm thinking, of, I'm think thinking of one of the coolest toys. And if, 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 they put, ship, new, yeah. if they put this in a new stern, it would blow people's socks off is yeah. the freaking cannon in Black Rose. Yes. Yeah. Where you can shoot at like four or five different play field targets and it pops out of the play field. 
Oh, that's like, cool too. And Man, you, get, you know, and one. again, it, it's like you get that chance to sink the ship. Like you can move through the game with it, but finally, when you get the sink ship lit and you sink the ship, and it does the whole, the whole animation and the jackpots on and everything, like that's a cool, yeah, a cool feature. That's a good one too. There's a lot. There's a lot of honorable mentions for sure. You know, the the Black Knight from Sword of Rage is really really cool. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah. Like I wish that they'd animated his head on the play field like they animated on the topper. I also wish that my topper wasn't broken. Thanks, Stern. Broken? Dude, no. 60, I had that thing in the box for three years. I had it out of the box for sixty days and it's already failed. Oh shit. No. You don't think it's still covered under warranty, do you? <laughs> I actually had a big long talk with the pinball pirate about it, about some troubleshooting steps. And I'll probably just end up putting it in the box and taking it to him. Uh, yeah, and, uh, he'll fix he'll it. Fix it. He'll fix it. Yeah, the pinball, the pinball pirate fixes everything. That everything. Man. The pinball pirate's <laughs> a righteous dude. <laughs> that so, dude's yep. the man. Yeah, no, that that you know what I I see. I knew that that uh, that that topic would actually be more fun because you guys, when I first mentioned, you're like, eh, yeah, okay, yeah, like no, no, it'll be good. You we know? said, Spencer, we think your ideas are terrible and that you're a terrible <laughs> person. My segues suck too. Dan, you did a good segue tonight, but uh, <laughs> it was it was completely it was us channeling you. Oh, no, yes. it was it was a good segue, but it was it was really abrupt. Like it wasn't that it was bad as much as it was <laughs> so just like it was like, oh, like me not oh. like not signaling, just like just turning, doing, like just shifting yeah, three lanes over It was like a Tron light cycle turn. It was just like <laughs> it's like, well, we're done with this, and now we're moving into the topic this week. You lose it. Piece of fuck yeah, slam across eight lanes of traffic. You He's know? like, Pew. <laughs> I got a story about that about my old boss. He uh, every every time, uh, and I'll finish this up real quick. Every single time that the McRib comes out, I get two phone calls because I'll be out working. One from my my and my old boss because just fucking he goes nuts whenever they have this back, and one from Rusty. And, and and whoever calls first, like you know, I'll say you know, if Rusty calls first, call Corey. He cares. I don't. You know, I don't think they're that great. Like Rusty's still pissed at me because like ten years ago or more, I said you know, AMPM has the same thing, and like it was like it was like I told him there was no God or something. You know, like just like how dare you? That, 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 that's a you know, that's a pretender to the throne. Anyway, so my you know, I made the mistake of having a McRib every year just about, and i'm always just like oh my god why do people like these i know i'm thinking the same thing i don't care but for yeah kind of in the same vein like i bought brian a shamrock shake one year and now every <laughs> every saint patrick's day brian's like damn you dan <laughs> <laughs> no so I, I hear the story from my boss and his kids they're in southern california and because uh, uh, at the time it's his one of his daughters. Was that was, not the end of the McRib story? No, I wanted to finish this. So talking about oh, holy so crap. he's driving There's an more? M250 Super Cab truck, right? And he's got his his two daughters. I think his sons with him, his wife and the dog, of course. So he slams. He sees a McRib sign and a McDonald's. So he's in Southern California on the freeway and slams across like five lanes of traffic, slides sideways into the parking lot. <laughs> And then his his youngest daughter ordered, wants to order a salad, and he comes unglued on her because she's like, oh, "We're here for McRibs, damn it!" It's like salad, not the foodie. And to this day, I just give him shit about that. You know, it's like it's like you broke how many how many traffic laws to get to that 
drive through or whatever. At anyway, least one. At least one. Yeah. So no, it's just like, yeah, I'm with you. I'm like, it, it's like, I just, you know, yeah. Anyway. But, it's uh, not that it's like, you know, the worst thing to ever happen. It's just like, it's just not great. You know? And even my, even Rusty said, you know, last whatever, two or three years ago, two years ago, I wonder what they have them last. And uh, I guess about a year ago, cause we were living here. And she goes, now nah, they've really gone downhill. They're not very good anymore. Like, you know, get mm-hmm. yourself like a rack of ribs. Yeah. Throw that sucker <laughs> in the smoker. <laughs> yep. Over smoke it, right? Because you want the bone just to basically slide out. <laughs> put your favorite barbecue sauce on, slice up some white onions, put some pickles on it, and get a good bun. Boom. You're Home McRib will probably, will probably rewrite your wife's DNA. She will probably do things to you that you've never even conceived yeah. her doing. Funny, gosh, I made <laughs> ribs last weekend. You know, I got a good tip on making the ribs bone. Hey, oh. off the bone. I got a good tip. Hey, pull, pull off the bone was pull off that silver skin on the back. That's not even a tip. That's just like something you're supposed to do, bro. I'm so lazy, man. I just don't do it. I just don't do it. And I did it, and the ribs came out, pull off the bone. I'm not getting tender, you know, before, but now you And apparently, you're not supposed to be able to pull the bone right out, right? Like, that means that they're overcooked. Overcooked, but it's like they fall off the bone, yeah. But who cares? It's good. I know, I know. In that case, you know, overcook my ribs. I mean, that's just so wonderful. Just barbecue food to make for uh, for, for playing pinball, so. We'll do that next summer. Okay, I want to point out. pinball, now let's talk about barbecuing for three hours. We're almost at two hours, you're like, how are we even going to have? We don't have much to talk about. How are we going to get an hour in? Yeah, so, always no, I was. I immediately knew we were going to make it when when you know when Matt talked about the Reno tournament scene for like forty minutes, and it was oh, fucking riveting. By the way, I'm not even backing on you, Mark. Like, <laughs> I, I was so interested. Honestly, I, just, I was like, why? I, why I, think I like Mark. I just muted my mic so Mark wouldn't have any outside distraction noise. And Spencer just went down the street and bought a burger. Nah, I just listened. I enjoyed. So I miss I miss league and tournaments. You know. So I really want to play in the Re- the Reno team league, man. Like I yeah. wish that I could like commit to being up there every Sunday, but I just can't. But that sounds yeah. like the most fun. Yeah, that and, and our new night. after. I'm I'm gonna really try to make Lodi Lodi final after parties a thing, man. There you go. Yeah, that's telling awesome. you, dude. It was it was almost more fun than the finals. Like finals is great. You know, we all bring food, right. like too much food, which is one of the great things about the Lodi finals compared to the Folsom finals. Sorry, Folsom, just admit it. You guys, your food game is weak. Our food game in Lodi is strong, and uh, you know it's it's really fun. Like finals is great. Spencer remembers finals, I'm sure. Yeah, because like, if we did good. You had a chance of getting a trophy and and you had fun anyway. You might win a few bucks. And if you did bad, it was okay because you could lick your wounds with the other losers by doing around the world uh, of fast food. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm out. Eat four corn dogs. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was you and me, Dan. I don't know who I think it was maybe like George or somebody. And we just we spent the whole afternoon sitting at the buffet table. And and you look over at me like, where? Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm on my second round of around the world. I'm heading towards. I just finished another uh, chili dog from uh, uh, 
Wienerschnitzel and and two more tacos from Jim Boys on and back over to KFC, you know. And, <laughs> and at the end of the day, it'd be like I can't even drive home. I, I'm either gonna like just blow up or I'm gonna puke because I ate so much good food. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> But yeah, I'm just saying, you know, playoffs is great, but like the after party thing, like, dude, that was that was that super epically good. Super I, I epic. might actually fly out for that. So I don't know if yeah. it's gonna be as good if we plan it rather than just it spontaneously appeared though. I actually looked at flights to fly out for uh the volunteer party, but God, like Mark said, flights have just kind of you should fly out for Pinagogo. You can crash at my house. So you don't gotta like uh, rent cars or anything. No, I don't know. No, I know. I got rides, I got places to stay. I just I I can't do it because I got my daughter coming like the week before. You know? I know. So, I know. I and, tried uh, to get Will down here too, but he's not gonna be that would have been great. But yeah, he's he's still helping his dag nurse back to health. So you know. Well, all right, boys. Let's we're we're bringing it right in towards two hours. So, mission yep. accomplished. Another mission too long accomplished. show. So, all right. So, yeah. Home, yeah. Shout outs and thank you. Shout outs and thank yous. Thank yous to all of our wonderful listeners that support this show and keep it going. And to all the wonderful people who work tirelessly to put on all these wonderful pinball shows that, uh, you know, that we go and attend and get to see new games and old and, Make new friends and see old ones. Um, you know, it's, except it's, that one guy. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> it, <laughs> Not it, you. And it, it's all you know. It's all yeah. It's all grassroots and it's all volunteer, man. I mean, very, very, very few people get paid any money to do this. So there's a few, but the, trust me when I tell you, they earn that money um, and then some. So, um, and shout out and thank you to all the people around teams and put them on location and keep them working nicely for us to go play and enjoy. Awesome. Dan? Um, you know what? I just want to throw it out to to the usual suspects, right? You know, of course, a big thanks to you guys for, you know, doing this with us. It's uh, always fun. A big thanks to the whole CCPL and everybody involved. Um, you guys you guys keep me playing pinball. Uh, you know, another one out to Mike Moretti for having our GSPF party there and to the GSPF powers that be for putting the party together. For Max and Adam with riding with me and showing me a good day. Uh, Mike Garcia for being a great impromptu host. And he's going to actually be an official CCPL host this season. So that's going to be fun. And uh, I seriously doubt he listens. But to uh, Don from Don's Pinball Podcast, who I was uh, interacting with online a bit. And uh, loving your show. Loving like, his show. Yeah, you really like him. Really righteous dude. Yeah. And uh, I respect the motivation. Like, I don't know how you do so many shows because we have a hard time getting together once a month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you think we're going to the dentist's office until we get started. Then we're like, oh, yeah, this is actually pretty fun. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, just, you know, and yeah, like I said, just another one, you know, to, to you guys, you know, uh, to Spencer and to Mark. I wouldn't want to be doing this with anybody else, which Agreed. is good because I think we've ran all the other guys away. <laughs> My shout out is uh, to you guys. Of course, it's nice to have a show. Um, I know we were kind of a little on hiatus for a month, but yeah, it was good stuff. Well, really somebody fun had to be traveling the goddamn world. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Lots of good content, good point. man. We actually had something fun to listen to and talk about. <laughs> yeah yeah it's good stuff so i really enjoyed the the good talk job, and Mark. chatting <laughs> way, to, way to bring the content there you go um 
I got to give a shout out to Ted McGinty and uh, David Mosher for putting together the uh, the Reno Pinball Federation League is what it's called. Just so you know. Um, so it is a, a great opportunity for us to have fun and uh, try a team competition. So it couldn't happen without Ted you know, communicating with people and getting ideas and putting it together and Dave for putting the software together to help us make it a lot easier for us as captains. So anyway, that's my shout outs for this show. Those are all really nice guys. Um, there's so much good stuff going on. I know I still kind of, you know, beat up on the old J-pop thing when it comes up. I don't bring it up. Damn. No, I'm kidding. But uh, no. It's, <laughs> Look, it's, it's not our fault positive. that you have a man crush on J-pop uh, and he keeps letting you down. I, like, I know. Well, you know, at one time, you actually put out a pretty least, game. At least it's not true to home. Yeah. Yeah. Now we won't go there. We should probably edit Lord. that out. <laughs> yeah. Edit that out. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mark's like, I'm not editing shit. I got a grade 60 more papers. You, <laughs> like, you, get, yeah. more you, guys, yep. you guys better record clean this week. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, for the most part, I've been, I've been, edit, oh, I've been self-editing by hitting the mute button when, and like right now, I don't know if you can hear, I can hear somebody's upstairs running the water. You can hear it. So, okay. No, guys, actually, I can. Jamie ran us. the washer earlier and I was really pissed off. I thought I was going to show up. So hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, no, nobody's running the washer. You can listen to us on our home flagship of SoundCloud. You can listen to us on iTunes. And we may be somewhere else, I'm not sure, because, you know, this is a hobby, not my day job. You can reach us uh, at our email at thespinnerislit at gmail.com. Go out and support Location Pinball. Support your local pinball shows. You know, go, have fun, buy some swag. Um, represent, wear it on the street. Yep, uh, yep. Yeah, share, share pinball, man. Talk it up. Talk to people about it. Get your local bar or pub or bowling alley to put a pinball machine or two or six in the in the joint. You know, class to join up a bit. So with that, gentlemen, I will start us off to take us out. Play pinball. Keep, Keep America, America strong. strong.